and welcome to On Walking the Way. This week I'm going to look at a very familiar Christmas story, and I'm going to call it Hope and Heartbreak. It, it's the story of the presentation of Jesus in the temple. And I want to look at who were the first people to really see Jesus and recognize him for who he is. You know, reality, it seems, is never quite what we expect. Sometimes it's better, and sometimes it's worse, but very often it's an odd mixture of both. It seems even the coming of the Messiah, with all of Israel's hopes and expectations over the years, did not arrive as purely good news. It was, at the same time, the best news ever, and a sign that will be opposed. It will be the inauguration of salvation for all people, but not without pain. It is the revelation of God's salvation, but also the revelation of mankind's heart. So let's look at this week's passage and see what it has to say to us as we try to walk in the way of Jesus. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. Simeon was a man. He was given no title in this story other than righteous and devout. He was righteous because he was faithfully waiting and believing in the promise of the coming Messiah. In the passage immediately following this one, we meet Anna, who was a prophetess from the tribe of Asher, also a nobody in Jewish temple hierarchy. She, like Simon, dedicated her life to worship and prayer and who was, along with Simeon, given the privilege by God to witness this event. In both of these people, we see that they were not there because of their positions or prestige, but because of their faith and humility. God did not reveal himself to kings and priests, but to the faithful nobodies that trusted in the coming salvation of God. We saw a similar pattern in the stories of his birth. It was shepherds, and in Matthew it was foreigners that God revealed himself to first. In these simple, faithful people we find hope 
for all that wait faithfully on God. It has always been the case that those who seek God are the ones that find him, if they seek him in faith. It is the humble and the faithful that God still reveals himself to. This simple fact gives us all hope in this world filled with evil and pain. So let's look at the message of Simeon. Simeon first gives thanks to God for his faithfulness because, just as God promised, he's finally able to see God's salvation with his own eyes, though still only in its infancy. But he goes on to describe this salvation. It's to be to all peoples. It was to be a light to the Gentiles. And finally, it was to be the glory of Israel. But it was not all good news. It was also going to be for the fall and rise of many in Israel. A sign that is to be opposed. A source of pain, even to Mary. And a revelation of the thoughts of many. This was to be a universal salvation that will not be universally accepted or appreciated. Nor will it come without pain. Valuable things are always expensive. Salvation is no different. I sometimes think people are somewhat misled by the notion, although it's true, that salvation is a free gift. While it is free to us now, that is only because it was a gift paid for by another. To the giver of this gift, who is God, it was inconceivably expensive. And in many ways, those that freely accept it, even today, will also pay a price. This prophecy makes the wonderful, joyful, disruptive, and painful nature of this gift of salvation clear. So what do we do with this today? Well, as I read this, I'm taken back to a time when the outcome of this birth is not completely clear. A time when hope and joy and anticipation and fear all swirled together in awe and wonder. I find myself amazed at how God values character and faith over knowledge and position. And I see again how God did not come down in triumph, but came as a nobody to serve, to heal, and to give his life for all those who would believe. So this week, I want to focus on faith and hope in God. I, I want to learn from the humility of the eternal Son of God and walk in that same mixture of hope and joy, anticipation, and maybe even a bit of healthy fear that Mary and Simeon and Anna had back then. I want to refresh my sense of awe that God would value nobodies like me and you enough to become one himself. And through his most unlikely, even shocking ministry of self-sacrificing love, he saves us all. Let's encourage each other to exercise this hope in such a loving and faithful God this week. Have a great week.